when you practice grace, it, it you hit the pause button, you you pull back, you're able to regain a renewed perspective. So when you have refreshed or renewed perspective, three things happen. You either first with renewed perspective, you come back, you look at the fight, and you you decide, you know what, right fight and right approach. I am rested. I know this is the right direction. Let me double down on this fight. Mm-hmm. Or with renewed perspective, you come back to the fight and you say, right fight, wrong approach. So let me tweak or shift my approach to tackling this problem. Or third and last, you come back with renewed perspective and you look at the fight and you say, you know what? This ain't my fight. Mm-hmm. Let me invest or, or let me put my time and attention in, in another fight. Or let me invest more in myself or invest in a love. But that's what you gain when you hit the pause button. Hello, and welcome to the 18th episode of The Broadcast, a Chicago podcast dedicated to showcasing women who are making an impact on Chicago and their communities. And if this is your first time listening, welcome. We are glad you found us. For those of you joining us again, welcome back and thank you so much for listening. All of this is possible because of you and our amazing sponsors and partners, Evolve Her and our podcast home 1871, which is Chicago's premier hub for entrepreneurs, innovation, and technology. I'm Becky Carroll, president and CEO of C Strategies, and I'm also your host. Uh, usually we have three guests on our program, but today we felt like we needed to devote an entire episode to this trailblazer, Cheryl Robinson Jackson, a high-powered exec, TEDx talk alum and survivor, Cheryl's career has been marked by many firsts spanning international business, civil rights, politics, government, not-for-profit, and the media. Uh, her work and her life experiences have led her to launch a very special celebration of life and women, grit and grace. So welcome to the broadcast, Cheryl. Thanks, Becky, for having me. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, well, um, we ha- I have to admit, like, you know, Cheryl and I go way back. Yeah, we we won't date ourselves. But <laughs> yes, we're old friends and we're always following our career trajectories and life experience and episodes. And it's always great to come back full circle with you. And before we get into the beginnings of Grit and Grace, I want to go over yours. So for those who don't know you like I do, uh, kind of give us a little bit of insight on your personal and professional journey and how that impacted where you are today. Well, you're right. We first met when uh, we were working in the Blagojevich administration. Yeah. So I was uh, the communications director and for the governor, and you were uh, communications director for Office of Budget. Yep. So that's where we met. But my career started much earlier and not at all in politics or government. I um, actually got my degree uh, in painting and drawing from Northwestern University. Wow. Uh, oh, okay. yes. I did not know that. <laughs> oh, well, honey, I was going to be Picasso. I was headed to <laughs> Tuscany to study painting. Wow. And, you know, life takes different turns. I uh, floundered for a little bit looking for myself and um, got into graphic design, thought I wanted to be a professor, even interviewed for professorships. Mm. I was in the final search process for a professorship at University uh, of Ohio Mm. when life took another turn. And so I started my first 
part of my career as a graphic designer and art director and eventually led me to NPR. And it's at NPR in Washington where I made this change or expanded beyond graphic design into marketing and then eventually corporate communications. So I became the vice president of corporate communications for NPR. Um, that was an amazing experience. Talk about a dream job. Totally, It was awesome. I was there just four years and my then husband wanted to move back to his hometown of Chicago. So I was like, okay, have fun. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have my dream job right here. Right here. Um, but eventually I decided to pack up my bags and move to Chicago. And, and, and it was this next position that got me closer to politics or government. And that was when I took a job for Amtrak. I was mm-hmm. their uh, regional VP and then became the national uh, director of state and local government affairs. I met David Wilhelm Mm -hmm. there in that role and found my way uh, when the when Rob Blagojevich was running for governor and and got into that role, uh, got tapped to be the communications director. So it was amazing. I I had not done that at all. I never worked a campaign never worked in government. And my first reaction, I thought they were calling me in to be the lotto person, you know, the head of lotto. And I was like, you know, I really don't want the lotto job. I think I'm going to be at Commerce. And we're like, we want you to be a communications director. And I was like, I don't want to do that. I watched West Wing. Uh, CJ was stressed out. I'm a CJ. Okay. Cheryl Jack. CJ was stressed out all of the time. So initially. That comes with the job. That's for sure. It does. It does. I said no. And. And they were like, well, that's the only job that we're here to talk to you about. And you have two minutes to decide. And (laughs) before I could say anything, the chief of staff was walking through the door. And then I sat down and pitched for the job like I really, really wanted it. Oh, my gosh. So um, so that's how I got into uh, that. Um, Three years after into the administration, I got tapped to run the Chicago Urban League. Um, Yeah. So as communication, another amazing. Experience. It was another amazing experience as communications director for um, the governor. I was the first woman to hold that job and the first African American mm-hmm. uh, for the NPR role. When I was became vice president, I became the first African American uh, to hold that job. Mm-hmm. And then as CEO, the venerable civil rights organization, the Chicago Urban League, I was the first woman in their 93-year history. I remember that when that happened. I was like, did it really take 93 years to get here? For a civil rights organization? Yes. Okay. And when I took the job, I sort of missed my own headline. Like, I was just like taking a job. My then husband was like, well, how do you think (laughs) this is going to change our lives? I was like, what are you talking about? I'm just taking a job. And then it just sort of mm-hmm. like, wow, first woman. So that was an amazing experience. I poured my everything into that job. I loved every moment of that job. I uh, I, I stepped away from the job to run for um, President Barack Obama's uh, Senate seat. Yep. Scariest thing I've ever done. That is quite a leap. <laughs> it was a leap. It was a leap. But you take risks, so that's okay. I do. I that is the common thread in my in my career is risk taking. Probably the, the the scariest thing about running for office um, was the live debate on mm-hmm. ABC. The worst part about running for office is being in a windowless room eight hours a day, dialing for dollars. Oh, there's Ooh. nothing worse. 
The best thing about running for office is getting out into the community and meeting all kinds of people and hearing their stories. For I, sure. Yeah, it was, it was, that's, that was the best part. So then the consolation prize for not winning was a private life. And um, <laughs> I stepped into a role, again, totally different for an aviation services company called AAR. It's a global aviation services company. So uh, the company does heavy maintenance and parts supply on every, nearly every aircraft in the world. Mm-hmm. Right, headquartered right here in um, Chicago, best kept secret, I suppose. That that role, I, I came in as vice president for government and public affairs, but now I'm I I morphed into a business role. So now I'm the senior vice president for global business development and mm-hmm. president of the a the, the the Africa market for the company, mm-hmm. and it has been the most phenomenal. I keep saying that the most phenomenal <laughs> experience. Job, but in their one, oh, the next right. one is like so phenomenal. But in this well, job, well, you are jet setting every week on Facebook. Yes. I always say like, where in the world is Cheryl Jackson this jet week? Setting. <laughs> India, China, Africa. I kind of pretty much lived in uh, Johannesburg for a year and a half from 2015 Mm -hmm. to 2016. So I've had been blessed with this amazingly diverse uh, career. Um, It's rich in in how different it is. It's, you know, I'm not on a speed dial list for recruiters because I don't fit in a box. Uh-huh. My career is so different, yeah. but I, I, I love it and, and I'm glad for every experience. So then what would you say, you have a lot of experience there and a lot mm-hmm. of life experience as well that went with it. So what was your inspiration behind founding Grit and Grace? It was both my career trajectory and the, all of the experiences that I, I've had, not just what I've done, but doing it as a trailblazer, being the first or the only mm-hmm. woman or African-American, sometimes both. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- that's the grit part. And the grace part of that came from my life crisis that I had in 2013. I was diagnosed with breast cancer and went through divorce at the exact same time. Um, that was a that was a very tough uh, experience. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was it was, uh, it was a dark period, not just for a moment, but for a while, for several years. And the 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 gift that came out of such a dark place was the epiphany around. Grace, and you know, we think about grace mostly um, in a biblical sense, mm-hmm. and you know that theologians define grace as God's love and action toward man, and I like that definition. But when I think about the epiphany I had, was love in action toward self, and as fighters, and I think women. Often, uh, it, it is our day-to-day experience. If you're in any role trying to advance, whether it's in corporate America or politics or uh, the media mm-hmm. or as entrepreneurs uh, in our community fighting for causes, it's always a fight. Yeah. And then that becomes your normal and and you don't know any other way. So your fighting muscle is really strong. What's weak is this concept of how to really take care of yourself. Self-care. Totally. We just 
put that away in a little drawer somewhere and hardly ever open it up. Hardly ever. Maybe to get a mani-pedi from time to time. I know. It's sad when it's like my me time is like, I'm going to go run and spend an hour getting a mani-pedi. Yes. Should be a little more than that. It should be a lot more than that. (laughs) Um, So this idea of self-care and self-compassion and how... And and so the fighter in me um, was flat out of steam with up against breast cancer and divorce. And the thing that saved me that helped me find my way I was quite broken and the thing that helped me find my way back was learning how to be compassionate with myself mm-hmm. how to take care of myself how to just accept where I was you know we as women and as people humanity I suppose but particularly women we're so focused on keeping a stiff upper lip and powering through even when we're full of self-doubt, mm-hmm. tired, exhausted, feeling undervalued, uh, dismissed, and invis- we power no matter what we're feeling. We know that there is. We believe that there is no space to acknowledge where we are and what we're feeling. So accepting where you are doesn't mean you stay where you are. Yeah. But you, you know, you accept where you are, um, and when you do that, it it you become more self-aware, and when you become more self-aware, you begin to really look at the root causes, and when you do that, you, you hit the pause button, you pull back, and 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 you do that, you gain perspective, mm-hmm. refreshed, renewed perspective, which is so hard to do when you're always go 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 go, it's and impossible. it's like your kids or your career, your friend, whatever is you know the things in your life that aren't just about you, right. you just let it dominate, and you just forget that there's a little something, a little person in there. It's exactly. Who's uh, being left behind. He's being left behind. And <laughs> and also your your perspective is clouded. So when you when you practice grace, it, it you hit the pause button, you, you pull back, you're able to regain a renewed perspective. So when you have refreshed a renewed perspective, three things happen, mm-hmm. which is why practicing grace is so important to driving your professional success mm-hmm. uh, or success in your life because three things happen you either first with renewed perspective um, you come back you look at the fight and you you decide you know what right fight and right approach I am rested I know this is the right direction let me double down on this fight mm-hmm. or with renewed perspective you come back to the fight and you say right fight wrong approach so let me tweak or shift my approach to tackling this problem. Or third and last, you come back with renewed perspective and you look at the fight and you say, you know what, this ain't my fight. Mm-hmm. Let me invest or, or let me put my time and attention in, in another fight or let me invest more in myself or invest in a loved one. But that's what you gain when you hit the pause button mm-hmm. and you you know, take stock of where you are and you just pull back a, a minute. Not only do you rest, you know, get bandwidth, mm-hmm. uh, but the uh, bandwidth, you're bandwidth not, you're, right, like, right. It's the holy grail. It's, gosh, <laughs> it's the holy a little grail. bit more some that, days. I'm like, just need a little bit more to get by. Yeah, and here's how yeah. you get a little more bandwidth by practicing grace with yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, then 
tell us because, of course, you're having your first Grit and Grace Day mm-hmm. coming up, the year of you, on March 22nd here in Chicago. So what do you think women can expect as part of that experience? So I, it's it's going to be an awesome day. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can't have, wait. I have attended. <laughs> yes, you were a Grace Ambassador. Yes, I am. um, so I have attended uh, a lot of conferences. I have paid, you know, as little as four hundred for a conference, and I have paid as much as ten thousand dollars for a conference. Or my sponsors. I'm in the wrong business. Or, or my sponsors. <laughs> or your sponsors. Uh, right. right, right, right. So I've, 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 I've seen the gamut. And what's different about Grit and Grace Day, first the day is dedicated to helping women gain confidence and a game plan to advance their life both professionally and personally. And so what's two things that are different about this conference. We're not only here to focus on how to help you self-advocate and advance yourself professionally. We're equally focused on helping you to practice grace and understanding the power of self-care and self-compassion and how it impacts and drives your performance Mm -hmm. in every area of your life. So we're here to talk about, you know, your 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 businesses and your jobs and your 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 grind uh, and your grit but we're right. also as equally interested in what's going on with your your mind body and spirit well you've um you've also held um a number of events to engage women and to talk about this theme and what kind of feedback are you getting from them so far you know that's right that's a great question i i did not wake up you know two years ago or five years ago saying, I'm going to do Grit and Grace Day. <laughs> um, I, it first started with a TED talk, a TEDx talk that I gave last spring, March. Mm-hmm. Ah, March, a yes, whole year. Right. It's been a year. And it was amazing. Uh, well, People I, need thank to check you. it out. <laughs> I, was, I was nervous about it, but I decided when I, to, when I was going to uh, talk about it, I was going to really put it all out there. I believe and it you was did it so well. I have to tell you, mm-hmm. like honestly, like no joke. It Great. it was really it really impacted me watching it. So well, you, you, I, you accomplished what you set out to do. <laughs> I, and I you know, I want to put it out there. I want to be dignified about it and respectful, but I want to cuz I think we need to do that transparency uh, and, and to show other women to show other I can do it right. you can do you it can so do they it. can get back in touch exactly. with Exactly. And yeah. that's what I heard I, the response to the talk was amazing. I think within the first 3 months we were at 15,000 views and I was getting a lot of messages across social media and it was so overwhelming and I wanted to try and answer everyone and touch every everyone and I said well maybe there's another way for me to sort of mm-hmm. reach out to women and so I decided to well, I'll do an event and so last October for breast cancer awareness month it was my fifth year of survivorship which is a magical number yes I hosted a grace moment event because I really am serious and passionate about pushing this message of, of grace and the response was phenomenal. The energy was amazing. And the stories that I keep hearing that women, women who are quietly going through a lot, having mastectomy, mastectomies over vacation breaks and coming back as though nothing happened. happened. But they're feeling some kind of way about it. But they felt 
feel as though and felt as though they didn't have, there wasn't the space to honor that or to talk about it because they wanted to look strong on their job or strong in their community. That or women who are, you know, struggling and impacted by uh, divorce, women who are feeling a big theme, isolated, isolated at work, isolated in their in their jobs because you know they're on the front lines they're one of few they're they're the only among the only so the only being when you're the only person that looks like you or one of few that look like you and so hearing these stories of women who are have feeling like they have to compartmentalize this piece of their lives and that's a big piece of their lives and they can't talk about it at one there's no one there to be talked to talk to or would, would understand and then somehow that would make them lesser than at work or be perceived as lesser than right. or not as strong and there's something wrong with that that's very, just something wrong, wrong with that where you feel like you, can, you it doesn't allow you to be a whole person exactly right? it doesn't allow you to be be your full authentic person mm-hmm. you know this year for international women's day the theme is balance is better mm-hmm. some are um, a center is holding an event and the theme is equality drives innovation and the and the concept is this is that we need all of us men and women to come to the table feeling supported, uh, feeling as though they can bring their whole authentic selves to the table. And when they do feel that way, then you get your best ideas. And that's how you drive innovation. That's how you build better economies. That's how you heal communities. When you've got everyone coming to the table and feeling confident to bring their true selves to the table, that's, that's, but right now what you have is women feeling like they can't bring their Right. Whole selves to the table. They can only bring a piece of themselves. And that that they bring to the table is being dismissed, undervalued, not respected. You can't get your best ideas that way. So I, 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 I'm passionate about this uh, movement, hearing women's stories. And it, it has led me to, I said, well, these stories are so profound that I was hearing. I said, I, I need to do more. What else can I yeah, do? Channel it. In channel some way. it. And then Cheryl Schultz, who's an executive at Gensler, she hosted a panel with YWCA, and the panel was Grit and Grace. And she declared, you know, this this is a movement. This needs to be a movement, particularly this concept of practicing grace. It doesn't mean that you're giving up your grit. You're not going to be on your grind. You're not as strong. strong. It means that there has to be room for both so that you can bring your whole self to the table so that you can achieve success that Mm -hmm. you can sustain. I was that girl trailblazing. We began this discussion with my career so you can see, you know, not only doing well, but doing well against a lot of odds. When I became the communications director, the first story about me was whether or not I received, got that job because... Oh, I remember. Yeah. That was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. It was a headline. And it's a, you know, it's a double standard for women, which we've grown used to. Women, and then you add African American. Uh, As a black woman, they now refer to, I was reading this Harvard study, as an African American in corporate America, you refer, uh, they refer 
refer to us as double outsiders. So this Tribune article says, I got this appointment, the governor appointed me because I was black and he owed the black community a lot because they came out to vote for him in big numbers. I, it was jaw dropping. Like, really? Are we, are yeah. we going there? So I, it was, it, it yeah, I know that's a hell of a way to start a new it was, job. It was it right? was it was tough yes. to start that Hi, way. Hi, I'm Cheryl Jackson. Communication. Did you read that story? Right. right. Okay. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I know. It's it, it's like right. welcome to Springfield. Exactly. Yes. Well, so especially here's because you were an outsider in the sense that you didn't come up through the system. I didn't come you up through the system. You had not been embedded in that system. Yes. And that always makes yes. people kind of take a second look yes and instead of just accepting like hey we have someone really talented here right. who brings a different perspective and experience and it doesn't happen unfortunately too much in government I, correct and that that sense of double i was double outsiders triple outsiders outside mm -hmm. of politics and government a woman and african-american and then i i was they found out I had I got my under, undergraduate degree in painting and drawing, and then that made me super exotic. Okay, <laughs> just add that. Add the that. But the point is, is that whether it was in the governor's office or NPR or Amtrak, it that has always been my experience. And so, when you're constantly up against barriers and you're accustomed to fighting, you have to fight. You burn. You can burn yourself yeah, out. You get in that fighter mode. You've, yeah, and you don't know how to really turn it off. You don't know how to turn it off. That's you can achieve success, but at what costs? And is it sustainable? Right. And so, well, you have to be intentional then about the grace part yeah. because it just always we allow it to take a back. Seat. Right. Exactly. Always. So you know you have to really think about what it means to practice grace with yourself at work or at home and community and your charitable effort uh, efforts community efforts and uh, sometimes you know I, I talked about it in, in my TED talk there's a lot of grace in the word no two mm -hmm. little letters it's okay to say it's okay no and it's really hard it's really hard a lot of women well you talked about being able to have you know an outlet to like be yourself yes or someone also like in your life and obviously kind of how you've started to really kind of grow this kind of grit, grace, and grace movement because that's really what it's becoming. So a lot of women will are coming to you, you know, for advice and guidance. But, like, who, like, do you go to Ooh, that's to get, you know, question. gut check or just to talk something out? That's a great question. Because I know you got a great tribe of women in your life. Yes. Your I, mom, your sister, your friends. My power pack. I did a yeah. blog on that. Who's in your power pack? Ladies, check out who's in your... Do a do an assessment of your power mm -hmm. pack. So um, if if the people around you closest to you, they're, e they're, they're either giving you power or draining your power. So mm -hmm. you have to be really careful who's in your power pack. So yes, obviously my, my, my diva sister girlfriends are in my power pack and my mom and my sister, but... Um, you know, I have had sponsors that are a part of my power pack. David Storch, who's chairman now, he was chairman and CEO when I began mm -hmm. at AAR. He's now retired as CEO, but he's chairman of the company. Huge uh, supporter and advocate. I mean, he's the one that gave me the advice uh, after I was diagnosed. I was working yeah. for AAR. He said, Cheryl, I know you love the community events, but you can't do that now. Your number one job 
is to heal and get better. Yeah. You're gonna have to stop, put a pause on that. I know uh, you were doing events all well, the, the time. time. <laughs> I said yes to every, everything. Yeah. everything, everyone and everything and I was everywhere and he's the one that said, look, slow your roll. See, it's always interesting, like you never know where you're gonna find you never know. that too, right. right? Right. But sometimes you can only do that when you open yourself up a little bit right and let someone in so here's the other way that you can practice grace is by accepting help mm -hmm. yeah you can't do it all oh, yourself i know <laughs> ask for it and accept it yeah i'm working on that i really really am right. yes trust me i'm i'm getting there slowly but surely so tell us for women who are listening and now they're all pumped up now yeah. <laughs> like so how can they learn more about grit and grace day, day so that they can sign up and get engaged that's right <laughs> so uh women can go to my website to sign up cheryljackson.com and cheryl and cheryl with an e cheryl with an e <laughs> c-h-e-r-y-l-e E. My mother was very creative with my name. Um, Cheryl Jackson. She wanted Jackson. to stand out. That's right. That's right. She said she was reading French at the time. And that's the <laughs> E. Putting the E on the end of Cheryl was right. like the female the designation. The so Cheryl Jackson, C-H-E-R-Y-L-E Jackson.com. You can go to my website and learn more about the event and register and sign up. You can hit my Facebook page, Instagram, all of that. It's all Cheryl Jackson or Cheryl. And what will the day kind of be? Like so the think. day it's going like to be programmatically you know? so it's gonna be a lot of fun obviously we're gonna have rock star speakers the uh, CEO of Ulta Beauty Mary yes. Dillon is a keynote mm -hmm. so we uh, she doesn't do a lot uh, I know. Right. she's a local civic leader right but yeah you don't see her doing a lot of those keynoting right and whatnot. Exactly. she seems to be someone who like kind of saves it for things she really cares about. exactly and the reason why she's doing this because the message of grace she believes and that. So Mary Dillon, we've got other keynotes that are speaking. Um, Connie Lindsay, she's always a wonderful keynote. We've got a surprise keynote coming, so I'll save that. <laughs> we've got spoken word performances. We've got corporate women leaders giving spoken word performances. That's going to be a oh, lot of fun. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be very interesting. So, But in addition to hearing from women leaders, we have master classes being led by master coaches and, and women who are just killing it in the game. Mm -hmm. These master classes will range from self-care to entrepreneurship, the career in the workplace, mm -hmm. as well as advocacy, how to find your voice and then use your voice to drive mm -hmm. change. I'm excited about one uh, master class session. It's called Soul Batical. Mm -hmm. And it's really, it's oh, Shelly Paxton. She was a former chief marketing officer for Harley Davidson. Mm -hmm. She started this soul battle, and it's really about understanding kind of the essence of your soul and your values and then aligning your work around that. Interesting. Very interesting. And, you know, she when she described her class, I was just amazed. Right, that might be up the one that I signed you, up for. You so need to sign it. I know, I know. So that and then we're going to have what's different. Mm -hmm. um, I started this discussion saying what's different about this conference. One who's around this focus on grace along with uh, self-advocating in your careers, but also us providing coaches on site. So on-site coaches in areas of entrepreneurship, career development, self-care, mm -hmm. advocacy. You know, this is another area that I'm passionate about, both 
helping women practice grace with themselves, better out self-advocate for themselves, but also providing more women with access to coaches. Yes. Think about it. When do you get a coach? You have to, getting a coach is like winning the lotto. You have to be in corporate America and yep. then be promoted to a senior level position. Then they might give you a coach. When do you need a coach? Oh, the earliest, right? Yes, like at the beginning. You get there, absolutely. So that you can get to uh, right. advancement. Right. So if you're not in corporate America and you don't pull that winning lotto ticket, then you're just out of luck. Uh, you have to, uh, you know get paid for a coach on your own that can be very expensive thousands of dollars I've heard so many stories about women like I paid all this money for this coach I didn't have it but and then I, I didn't get anything out of it uh, I didn't get what I thought I was going to get out of it or how do I choose a coach you know you can get unfortunately it's an unregulated industry you can get right, a right. coaching certificate in three right, weeks right. yeah you got to get the right one right. so so we're very focused on vetting coaches and then connecting coaches to women. And well, at the conference, it will be free. Mm -hmm. And attendees who attend uh, following the conference will have a part of their package is, is a live coaching session. They, oh, they can pick it based on topics. Mm -hmm. But we're building a platform that connects coaches to um, to women. So we're excited about that. So we're not just going to inspire you uh, at a conference, but when you leave the conference, uh, you actually will follow you home into your mm -hmm. office back to work with a real tool to help you build that game plan. Right. So it's about inspiring women and helping women build game plans. To yeah, succeed. that's really smart because you can walk away inspired from these things and feeling great, but then you need to keep connecting with it Correct. and moving it with you exactly right? exactly build oh, that plan awesome well as i told you this would just fly by it sure and i did. knew it would fly by even more with you because it's so easy to talk to you but so we want to give an official thank you to cheryl robinson jackson for being our guest today and again grit and grace day is march 22nd you can go to cheryl's website cheryljackson.com Correct. Yes. And I'm excited to be serving as an ambassador that day as well. So I hope to see uh, many of our listeners celebrating Grit and Grace Day with me and with Cheryl. And this officially brings an end to today's episode. So as always, the broadcast is brought to you by C Strategies LLC, a strategic communications and public affairs firm bringing passion and veteran experience to help clients meet their business goals. Thank you again to our sponsor, Evolve Her, Chicago's first creative co-working space for women, and to our podcast host, 1871. The broadcast is produced and edited by Tweed Thornton. Additional editing provided by Nicholas Fedora. Music by Christy Bennett's Fumi Gypsy Project. And to learn more about C Strategies and the broadcast, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at C Strategies LLC. So come, let the world.